Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Ruth. 2016 episode 3 creatively titled part 3 okay so this episode uh follows the structure of episode 6 of the original series uh in fact it's actually the only episode of this remake to draw one-to-one comparison with an episode of the original so it's not like episode 6 mixed with episode 7 or five, or whatever of that. Like, it's just one episode lifted, dropped into another for the remake. Uh, which, honestly, not enough of that in this miniseries. I'm gonna say that. My biggest problem with this show is how rushed it is compared to the original. So, this makes me very happy. Uh, but it follows the story of Chicken George who is played very well in this version by Reggae Jean Page. He is a really, really good Chicken George. Uh, And it tells his story from his obsession with cockfighting to his misguided, uh, misplaced respect for Tom, the man who raped his mother. Uh, Unbeknownst to him, he is his father. Has a little bit too much admiration for the man. Uh, Going into his uh, meeting Matilda. Jumping the broom with her. Starting a family. uh, Then realizing that Tom is a giant piece of shit. And not his friend. uh, Trying to save up for his freedom to buy himself. uh, And that, uh, (laughs) that dream falls apart very quickly. Uh, eventually getting England as part of Tom settling his massive, massive, massive cockfighting debts. And I will say this. Now, look, I have had my problems with the remake up until this point. It is extremely problematic, substantively speaking. It drops the ball. On a lot of things that made the original so damn perfect. Uh, It messes with things that shouldn't be messed with. And overall, like, it just kind of... It feels cheap compared to the original. Even though they clearly threw more money at it. Because it is more cinematic. Substantively speaking, it feels... Not necessarily phoned in, but it does feel like a pale shadow of the original. However... 
this episode of the four is by far my favorite. This episode is genuinely great, is genuinely fantastic, uh, and it's the closest this show ever comes to reaching the heights of the original. They tell Chicken George's story so, so perfectly. Uh, They don't try to cut down on anything. They don't try to gut this section of the story. They don't try to adjust it beyond recognition. Uh, They do follow the age-old phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, in a way that pretty much every other episode of this remake uh, doesn't at all. It felt like... (laughs) It felt like for this episode and only this episode, uh, someone sane came into the writer's room and was like, wait a minute, no, this is perfect, there is no need to cut out this, 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 and this, Uh, the story of Chicken George is amazing, Uh, let's not cut that beyond recognition, uh, the way we sort of messed with the Kunta Kinte story, or uh, rushed past the Kizzy story. Let's not mess with that any more than we have to. Uh, and the few changes they make actually kind of makes everything hit harder. Uh, the few changes they make actually enhance the story. I'll be honest, as much as I love Ben Vreen, and as much as I think he is the superior Chicken George, the way this remake tells Chicken George's story... The way this remake builds out Chicken George as a character is every bit as good, if not better. And again, a lot of this has to do with the more cinematic angle. Like, they can do more. Uh, They can double down on certain more grandiose ideas that the original series uh, couldn't do. Uh, We see flashbacks to Chicken George as a child. Very early on, and we see how he got into cockfighting at a very young age, whereas the original, it was just like, and he's an adult, and it really loves cockfighting. And man, look at him fighting them cocks. Like, no, this, we actually see him meeting Mingo, we actually see him getting involved in the the cockfighting, we see Tom going, okay, yeah, uh, you're a cockfighter now, Uh, help with them, learn all you can, blah, 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 blah. Uh, So it does build out that character a little bit more. Uh, We get that really phenomenal duel sequence, which, holy crap, I want to spend a bit of time on this duel sequence because it is kind of fantastic on a bunch of levels. Uh, For one, it's just this really, really tense, really well choreographed, really brilliantly written battle between two pompous asses. Between two absolutely terrible individuals. And it's just riveting and amazing to witness. Uh, Two, it shows just how much Stockholm Syndrome uh, Chicken George has with Tom. It shows just how much ill-placed reverence he has for Tom, uh, he tells Kizzy and he tells Matilda that, like, he's helping Tom with this duel uh, because Tom needs to live in order for the entire family to stick together. 
But we know, and Mingo actually calls it out, we know that this is really because Chicken George thinks Tom's his friend. Uh, He has a very skewed view on the master-slave relationship. Uh, He thinks that despite the fact that Tom literally owns him and could beat him anytime he wanted to and is torturing his people and is leaving him with no sense of individuality and is very clearly the most racist person on the planet, despite all of that, he still thinks Tom's his friend somehow because he doesn't know anything else. Like, he doesn't... He didn't have Kunta Kinte there to relay to him uh, in the way that he relayed to Kizzy. This is why this is awful. This is why this is terrible. Uh, this is why this this master, like, they're not good people. This is why these white men who are literally owning you are not good people. Kizzy did the best she could. By the way, Kizzy, in this version, uh, they recast her for an older version. Uh, she is now played by Anika Nani Rose, I believe was her name. Uh, she is very, very good as Kizzy. See, they recast for an older version of Kizzy. So why didn't they recast for an older version of Kunta? I, I'll, I'll never. I don't understand this show. Uh, they really half-ass it with aging people up. Uh, you could tell it in particular with Kizzy. <laughs> Kizzy and Chicken George over the course of this episode are slowly becoming the same age because Chicken George uh, keeps getting older. He goes from child to adult. But Kizzy, like, they barely put any makeup on her to make her look old as hell. Like they did in the original. <laughs> it's it's not good. It, it's really, really not good. But I digress. So, you get more of a sense. You get a full view of just how far that Stockholm Syndrome goes. Before eventually... Chicken George realizes just how cruel Tom is and just how much of a piece of shit he is. But third, and what I find most interesting, I thought to myself while watching this that these two pompous white men are literally killing each other are literally shooting and stabbing each other and leaving each other in bloody, disfigured piles on the ground and calling each other gentlemen. Meanwhile, they're calling these black people animals and they're treating each other with respect and they're treating each other like they're part of this one community. I just found that very interesting. I just found that blatant hypocrisy, like, very interesting. Like, they call black people animals in this show. And yet, here they are, the quote-unquote gentlemen, literally murdering each other. Literally mauling each other with guns and swords. Think about that for a little bit. Just chew on that for a bit. Uh, also, we had this one subplot in the original uh, where Kizzy had this romantic subplot with this driver. 
This driver offered to uh, have his master buy Kizzy uh, so they could live together. And then she eventually decided no because A, wouldn't have changed anything for her. And B, she needed to stay with her family. Uh, She kind of had this brief moment of not remembering who she was and then remembered and was like, no, I'm not playing this game. I'm going to stick with my son and his family-to-be. But in this version, they do a very similar subplot. But instead of another slave, it's a free man. It is a freed black man who managed to buy himself and managed to get his papers and managed to live his life on his own terms. And the same thing plays out. Uh, He offers to buy her, essentially saying he's going to set her free. And then she says, no, I need to stay with my son and my family-to-be. And the fact that it's a free man this time around, the fact that it's a free man and not another slave, and the fact that she was essentially being offered freedom on a silver platter and gave it up For her son. So she could be with her son. It's so much more profound. It's so much more... It's so much more of a gut-wrenching moment. It's so much more of a jaw-dropping plot point. And it does so much more to show just how fiercely dedicated Kizzy is to her family. She's willing to give up the dream of being free so she can be with her son. Damn. Holy shit. Um Look, I've I've bitched and moaned last couple episodes about uh some of the stupid changes they've made, and a lot of them are stupid. Most of them are stupid. But this <laughs> This is one of the few changes that like actively enhances the show. I I love uh, that they shifted it like this. They just made it. They just made it hit harder. They just made it work better. Uh, by the way, they also <laughs> devote t- some time to how effed up it is that Chicken George would name one of his sons after his master slash father, who also raped his mother, so that he could come into the world. This remake acknowledges how effed up that is. And they do it very, very well. (laughs) They do it very, very well. And I really, really liked that plot point. Uh, And also the fallout from Nat Turner and his little revolt and the paranoia that all these white slave owners feel over that. It is also far more brutal. It is done with much more intensity, much more brutality. Uh, It's much harsher than it was in the original. Like, freaking Tom chains Chicken George the wagon. He leaves Mingo to die, essentially. Uh, This this militia, this self-appointed militia, burned down these slave quarters... Uh, leaving all these slaves to hide uh, for their very lives. Like, it was 
brutal and amazing and so brilliantly crafted. And they could do, uh, they could give it that more intense edge because this version is way more cinematic. Uh, they also adjusted the ending. They adjusted uh, Chicken George's Almost Freedom just slightly in a way that made it hurt more. So in the original, uh, Tom promises Chicken George's freedom if he wins this fight. And the fight just gets lost. And that's that. Heartbreaking, of course, but it is nothing compared to how this version handles it. Where... <laughs> he wins. Chicken George wins that cockfight. And then Tom gets cocky and does a second bet. And then Chicken George does that. And then he loses that. And then Tom goes back on his word and says, Oh, you're not free now. You're not free anymore. You're done. Womp womp. And then he just gets carted off to England, kicking and screaming, without even a chance to say goodbye like he did in the original. Like, it, it hurts more. They made it hurt more. Somehow. This is like the one episode that comes anywhere close to matching the original. This is the one episode uh, where they did, aside from the stupid uh, lack of aging, <laughs> which... I mean, let's be honest, that's indicative of this entire remake. Aside from that, they did everything right. They made all the right decisions. All They kept the changes to the mi to a minimum. Uh, they kept the condensing to a minimum. Uh, the few changes and the few condensings they made were actually smart and actually served to uh, enhance or adjust in meaningful ways. Like, this is what the entire remake should have been. This episode is what this entire remake should have been, and it kind of makes me more annoyed, uh, because we have those first two episodes, we have this finale, which... Mm, I'm gonna talk about this finale, because this finale made me especially annoyed, I remember, uh, back in 2016. It, it kind of makes me annoyed, because it's like, clearly for one shining moment, for one episode out of four, they were smart enough... Uh, to not completely gut this story and completely warp certain aspects of it beyond recognition. Clearly, they were smart enough to do it this time. But the other three episodes out of four, nah. Other three episodes condensed the hell out of it, gut it, uh, completely adjust things beyond recognition, especially with that finale. Holy crap, I hate that finale so much. It's... It, that's a bad episode. <laughs> that is a straight-up bad episode. Uh, and I cannot wait to tear that one a new asshole. Uh, but this episode was great. This episode was phenomenal and by far uh, the the shining star of this remake. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in.
Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Roots 2016, Episode 4, the series finale. Talk to you then.